With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wednesday, May 13th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 203 <clears throat> of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you, as we, of course, get set to take you about, tell you about everything going on in the world, of course, of, of, of course, pop culture, and of course, Primarily music, movies, sports, anything that we do have, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, keep you up up to date here with everything here as well. We also hope to hear at some point during the show from the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo, who might have some uh, some some very interesting tidbits uh, out there that, of course, like I said, we have not heard about as well. Uh, <clears throat> also, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to, of course, uh, to some of our other new tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. We will also try to bring you some uh, some wrestling-related stories, of course, that you may hear later on on Wrestling Debate and Revolution, of course, later tonight. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we we'll also are going to bring you some uh, some entertainment uh, history and uh, history and birthdays here today here as well. If you care to chime in on anything and everything we have to talk about here today, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. That phone number, as always, is one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID, <clears throat> excuse me, 141-387-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Let's go ahead and not waste any time with 203 of the outside of the ropes. Let's go ahead and proceed as we start off with, of course, some pop culture news, courtesy, of course, of our friends at 411mania.com. And we, of course, do thank our friends at 411mania.com, excuse me, for allowing us here in the, in the WWS Radio Network to read their stories on all of our shows, including, of course, <clears throat> including, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, uh, of course, here at Outside the Ropes, also 
Raw Radio, Power Hour, and of course WWS this morning. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. We'll see what's on tap here here for today. Some of these stories, of course, um, may of course probably came out yesterday, but we'll of course. Um, <clears throat> We'll, of course, go ahead and bring these, bring these right here to you. Let me give us just a moment here while we try, of course, to get the pull to pull up, of course, our first story here of the night. As we, of course, will have some very interesting uh, wrestling tidbits here coming up here as well. So give us just one second here, folks, while we try to get all of this pulled up. Okay, apparently we might be having right out out the get go, ladies and gentlemen. We might have be having a little bit of difficulty here trying to log in. Um, I'm sure the weather may be also affecting our internet signal here. So just give us a moment here. Uh, Meantime, we will, we will try on an alternate source here to see if we can't get anything. Uh, we're going to try, try an alternate source here. Just stand by here. Give us just one moment here while we try, of course, to get it all pulled up here. Uh, Okay, here we go. I think I think we've got uh, something on my on our alternate source here. So let's go ahead and see what we have. My apologies for the delay. Story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. Uh, of course, <clears throat> uh, uh, saying James director James Cameron says that the second Avatar movie may still make its uh, intended 2021 release date. Let's see what we have we have about here. Despite the current shutdown of Hollywood productions, James Cameron says that Avatar 2 can still make its 2021 release date. Cameron spoke with Empire discussing how the current shutdown situation has affected Hollywood. While he told the site that it's putting a major crimp in our stride here, Cameron said that the film's New Zealand shoot may not be delayed so much that he can't get the film out on December 17, 2021 as intended. This internet connection isn't reliable at the moment. Okay, well, ignore that, ladies and gentlemen. My apologies there. New Zealand seems to have been very effective at controlling the virus, and their goal is not mitigation but eradication, which is which they believe they can do with aggressive contact tracing and testing, Cameron explained. So there's a very good chance that our shoot might be delayed a couple months, that we can still do it. So, so that's good news. We've got everybody, everybody at Weta Digital and Lightstorm working from home to the extent that it is possible. And my work is on the stage doing the virtual cameras and so on. So I can do a bit of editing, but it's not great for me. Avatar 2 has long been in development and is just the first of three sequels for the 2009 box office blockbuster. It shut down production, of course, in mid-March. The other Avatar sequels are set to release on December 22nd, 2023, December 19th, 2025. And December seventeenth, twenty twenty-seven. So he, so like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, um, it appears that uh, it appears that, like I said, that this may still come out here. 
forgive what forgive of course that was that was of course obviously Google talking about here. I'm not sure what that was all about, but, uh, but you, we could just simply ignore that there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our next story here, let's we go ahead and bring it right here to you. Uh, Jeremy Thomas purported yesterday as the show Hamilton is set to premiere on Disney Plus in July. The Broadway sensation Hamilton is skipping its theatrical plans and making its way to Disney Plus in July. Then Manuel Miranda announced that the film version of his iconic musical will release on July 3rd on the platform just in time for Independence Day. Disney brought the, bought the film rights for the musical in February for $75 million and it was planned for a theatrical release on October 15, 2021. However, the film was moved after the Michael Jordan docuseries The Last Dance became a huge hit for ESPN following Disney's decision to bump it to an earlier date. Hamilton is a huge success on stage, to say the least, with a total Broadway gross of over $363 million. This, the movie comes from the filming of three live performances and setup shots without an audience, <clears throat> which allowed director Tommy Kao to create multiple angles and give production a cinematic feel. The film will feature the original Broadway, Broadway cast in the roles. And, of course, this is on Lin-Manuel Miranda's Twitter account. It was set at 8.15 a.m. yesterday. Said it's only a matter of time. Our Hamilton film this July 3rd on Disney Plus. Hashtag Hamafilm. Very, 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 very unique there indeed. There, folks. Uh, <clears throat> let's see if we can try to, of course, go back to our main main computer here at WWS to see if maybe we can try to get uh, we can get our stories back up and going here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, I think I think we might be. Not be able to hold up here. Yes, I think we're 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 up and going here. Jeremy Thomas reported this story yesterday as Katie Sackoff reportedly reprising the Clone Wars role in this in season two of The Mandalorian. Or that's become a real big hit, of course. Another <clears throat> uh, that's become a real big hit here as well, of course, in the in the Star Wars genre. So let's see what we have right here. So there, folks, excuse me. Okay. Katie Sackoff is reportedly set to bring her Clone Wars character of Bo Katan Kreese in The Mandalorian Season 2. The film reports that Sackoff will play a live action version of The Mandalorian Warrior, who first appeared in The Clone Wars Season 4 in the upcoming season. She would join Rosario Dawson, who is playing Ahsoka Tanyo as actors bringing Clone Wars characters to life in the Disney Plus series. Sackoff voiced Bo-Katan, who is second-in-command of the splinter group Death Watch. Details on how Bo-Katan will factor into the season aren't known, though it is said that the Sackoff, that Sackoff filmed her work in, in for the role in February. The new season also does star Pascal, as well as yours, Gina Carino, uh, Gina Carlo Esposito, Emily Swallow, Carl Weathers, Ahmed Abra. Abtahai, I forget about mispronounce that. Werner Herzog, Nick Nolte, Julia Jones, Ming Na Win, Bill Burr, also Dawson, and of course Sackoff, and also Michael Bean, as well as Tamira Morrison as Boba Fett. The season is set to premiere, of course, this fall. So, okay. so apparently, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, 
this character here apparently is going to be uh, is going to be they're going to do a live action version of this character. Very very unique there indeed. <clears throat> okay, Jeremy Thomas of course brought out the story yesterday as well as the co as Deadpool's co-creator Rob Liefeld accuses Disney of delaying Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3 is reportedly in development, but Rob Liefeld doesn't seem aware that, of that, and he's not happy. Liefeld, who is credited as a co-creator of the character, spoke with comicbook.com and said that Marvel Studios is to blame for the fact that, that it hasn't happened yet. I blame Marvel. Blame Marvel that it hasn't happened yet, says Liefeld. They are the reason it isn't happening. Whatever conundrum or it, or it didn't fit into your master plan, just com commission it. Okay, commission it. You know, if Frank Frazetta was still around, you would say, Frank, paint for me. The statement is questionable to say the least. Ryan Reynolds said in December that the third film was in development, saying, yeah, we're working on it right now with the whole team. We're over at Marvel, Marvel Studios now, which is like the big leagues. All of a sudden, it's kind of crazy. So, yeah, we're working on it. That didn't seem to stop Lee Phil from claiming that Marvel isn't allowing the film to happen. He said, if Ryan isn't making Deadpool 3 right now, that's because Marvel hasn't allowed it to be yet, and that's all I'm saying. So do I have a lot of faith in that system? Dude, I have no idea. But this is where I'm so this is where I'm not that I'm not giving you the answers you want. I'm like, yeah, yeah, look if it happens, terrific. How old am I going to be when, when that happens? And literally I'm used to be like, yeah, Mark Ruffalo, Hulk, and Deadpool would make for a funny movie, right? But none of these guys are getting younger, right? Okay. Marvel does currently have a full MCU schedule, and the pandemic has pushed those films further back. And it's also, but it's also entirely possible that the Deadpool franchise could stay outside of the MCU. Reynolds said last week that there is infinite possibility in either an MCU version of Deadpool or a version outside of that continuity. So Deadpool 3 does seem to be in the works, no matter what Lee Bell thinks. Deadpool 2, the last time, the last movie, that, that last Deadpool movie was Deadpool 2. It actually released on May the 18th of 2000, uh, of 2018. So, apparently some conflicts here, of course, concerning the, the, the upcoming, uh, next, next installment of, uh, of, of Deadpool apparently. So we're gonna to have to watch that. Sheesh brought up the story yesterday as Mark Hamill was interviewed and asked if he would if he would ever return to the Star Wars universe to play to his iconic character Luke Skywalker and also praises the 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 Mandalorian, believe it. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Mark Hamill discussed if he'd be open to return to the Star Wars universe once again to play Luke Skywalker, as well as why he is impressed with the Mandalorian. Here are some highlights. On if he'd ever return to play Luke Skywalker, he says, oh, I can't imagine that. No, I had a beginning, middle, and end. Those films gave me far more than I ever expected when we started out, so it's never occurred to me. My farewell was in Episode Nine, and it was bittersweet. I love all those people. I'm sure they have affection for George and the character he created. I'm full of gratitude for what it has given me in my career. I don't want to be greedy. There are still so many more stories to tell and so many great actors to tell them. They don't need me. On why he thinks The Mandalorian is excellent, he says, 
I think they have a, I think they have a wonderful advantage on the Mandalorian. <clears throat> that in that it's it's economical storytelling. They don't have the burden of delivering a gigantic, gigantic special effects extravaganza like like the films that we had to do. It sort of gets back into the basis of George envisioning it as as a western in space. It has that tone of a Sergio Leone western. I'm, a, I'm very impressed with it, and to me, a very smart move on their part because you can't keep trying the top. It's like the superhero movies that have to deliver those gargantuan epics, and with Mandalorian, they can concentrate more on the characters and the storytelling. I think it's excellent. So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, looks like we're not going to probably see Luke Skywalker again ever, but, <clears throat> but as they always say, I'm sure, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, ne never, never say never say never. Never, never say never in that respect there as well. So we'll just keep on watching that here very carefully. But you know, like I said, I mean, I mean, I, Mark Hamill's a good actor, and I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be surprising at all if they, uh, if they decided to ever, if they ever decided to do another something else involving Luke Skywalker, maybe sometime towards towards the end there. And one more story we'll bring in before we get to any, of course, wrestling. Uh, and any wrestling tidbits here. <clears throat> uh, Jeremy Thomas had this story that actually came out, I do believe, Monday. But it, but uh, this was, of course, obviously, this is actually a very unique story here. I got to bring it here. I'll leave it on a high note here. <clears throat> Uh, as, as Jeremy Thomas did, of course, report on Monday that a Friends re reunion special may film sometime in the late summer. The Friends reunion special planned for HBO Max cycle to film by the end of the summer per Variety, Warner Media Entertainment, and direct-to-consumer chairman Bob Greenblatt announced a new plan for the anticipated reunion special during the NAB show Executive Leadership Summit. At first, we thought shows would be delayed for a month or two at most, and now it seems like it's going to be far longer than that, Greenblatt said. We're holding out for being able to get this special done, hopefully by the end of the summer. If the stars align and hopefully we can get back into production, we do think there's a value to having a big, raucous live audience to experience these six great friends coming back together. And we didn't just want to just suddenly do it on a web call with, you know, six squares and people shining from their kitchens and bedrooms. The special was originally... The special was originally planned to debut with the launch of HBO Max on May 27th, but it had been delayed, of course, obviously due to the pandemic. Greenblatt, Greenblatt added that if, if stay-at-home conditions continue indefinitely, the special may go to a, a may go more to a virtual route if it is delayed too long. He added, but at the moment, we're trying to look into the future and get this thing done in a more conventional way. I think it's worth waiting for. We would have loved to have had it on HBO Max on day one. But at the same time, if we can get it launched in the fall, I think it'd be something we can have we we can have the audience really looking forward to as well. So, folks, there you have it. There was some, of course, some uh, pop culture news there. Of course, to bring it here, of course, as we go into 6:57 p.m. Eastern Time, like we said on Wednesday, May 13, 2020. Let's give you the number one more time: 1605-562-0444. Caller ID: 141-387-POUND. This is, of course, episode 203 of WCWS Outside the Ropes. Of course, I am, once again, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you. Hopefully, like I said, momentarily, we hope to hear at some point 
within the next little bit here from, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo. Uh We have no guarantees that he was just going to be on. But like I said, we were hoping to hear from him at some point down the road. Uh, we do, of course, have, uh, um, uh, we have, of course, I have five, of course, wrestling tidbits here um, <clears throat> to, of course, bring you here, of course, that we have heard. I'm sure that's popped up in the last uh, 24 hours or so. Let's go ahead and get those right here to you uh, as we go swing right into it right here. Some various wrestling news right here from Joseph Lee started out yesterday. As the next two weeks of AEW Dynamite will be live. Also, Jake the Snake Roberts continues to be in quarantine. And, and of course, also posted on here some preview clips of, of course, of the ne next uh, installment, obviously, of Total Bellas. Let's go ahead and see what we have right here. PW, PW Insider reports that after tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, the next two weeks of program the program will be live. That includes both the go-home show for Double or Nothing and the show that immediately follows the May 23rd pay-per-view. As previously noted, tonight's episode was taped last Wednesday. <clears throat> DDP has posted a new video revealing that Jake the Snake Roberts is currently in quarantine at his recovery crib. And of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, there is some clips on here for this week's, ep ep this week's edition of Total Bellas. Of course, obviously... One thing, not one. I think that that is really uh, kind of hyping up here a little, more, a little bit more than anything right now is the fact that both, as you know, both as it was announced that both Nikki and Brie Bella are both pregnant. It would be Brie's second child. It would be Nikki's first. So, uh, so obviously it may probably center, might be, it might be center centered around that. But obviously here, uh, you know, that's uh that's, that's that's hard to say right now at this point, but as I say, like 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 what we talk about every time wrestling happens, of course anything is, of course ever possible. So anyway, here I'll start right that <clears throat> some more some WWE news right here, courtesy of Joseph Lee. It came out yesterday, of course. Leo Rush reveals the mask that he almost wore in WWE. Also, plus a WWE stock update and also some fun, some of the funniest moments concerning, uh, of course. The, this uh, this past Sunday's men's money in the bank winner Otis, as was noted, of course, on Monday, Leo Rush is selling ring worn gear to fans as wrestling memorabilia. One of the items up for sale was a mask that he wanted to use in WWE, but it was vetoed by Triple H. He wrote, "Once upon a time, I had a vision of wearing a mask, but Triple H said no. This is just a prototype. Anyway, it's now for hashtag sale." Email contact music by Leo at gmail.com for details. <clears throat> obviously, of course, obviously, this is the picture that uh, he's shown his um, uh, um, there's a picture, of course, of the mask. Obviously, it looks like a, a funky looking spider or a fly or something like that. Or it could be an could be a uh, arch enemy of Spider-Man, maybe I don't know, but but of course, uh, but like I said, it's on his Twitter handle. If you want to check it out, it's at at it's Leo Rush. Uh, but the, the but the, it's a funky looking mask, but the mask is for sale. Um, so um, <clears throat> so definitely check that out there. Of course, if uh, if you wish to, of course. Uh, 
to 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 uh, take care of that there as well. Uh, so WWE stock opened at forty three dollars and four cents per share uh, yesterday morning, and also WWE has posted a new video. And I believe it's on YouTube looking at the top ten funniest Otis moments. So check that out there, folks, if you want to if you want to go and check that out there as well. As you know, of course, Otis did win the men's Money in the Bank uh, that ladder match this past Sunday at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Of course, they held both the men's and the women's at um, WWE's headquarters, of course, in Connecticut. So, yes. Uh, Joseph Lee posted a story yesterday as uh, the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Harold Mage, that's best I can pronounce that name, forgive me if I mispronounce it, on why the company has not run any empty arena shows. Of course, as you know, that's been a commonplace in WWE and AEW here, but New, New Japan is one, that, and I think Impact's done that too, but, but, but New Japan has not done it. New Japan Pro Wrestling has posted a new video online showing President Hill Meej explaining why the company hasn't run any empty arena shows during this pandemic. New Japan Pro Wrestling has canceled many shows since the beginning of the pandemic, including the New Japan Cup and the Best of the Super Juniors Tournament. New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestlers and Meiji even met with the Japanese government on behalf of the Japanese wrestling industry. He said, obviously New Japan Pro Wrestling incurred significant financial losses with these decisions as well. I cannot overstate how painful these steps have been for us and me personally to take. That said, there are three reasons New Japan Pro Wrestling has elected to cancel or to postpone so many events, and while we have not yet to date engaged in so-called empty arena matches. The first and foremost reason has been to protect the health and safety of our wrestlers and staff. When broadcasting matches free of spectators for broadcast online, even if we take all the possible precautions to maintain the safety of the venue and do all we can to ensure the staff and the wrestlers are healthy, the fact remains that safety is by no means guaranteed. Data has clearly shown high levels of infection within cities like Tokyo, and therefore we believe that the stage events, even in empty arenas, involves a level of unnecessary risk. The second reason for the event cancellation is connected to, to the ability to use the venues. Many venues in Japan are run by the municipal and or provincial governments, but their management decided to forbid events from taking place in the bid to combat the virus. Additionally, as the pandemic has escalated, these venues have closed their doors even to empty arena presentations. <laughs> Since New Japan Pro Wrestling does not own or operate venues of its own, this has led to many cancellations. Lastly, is New, New Japan Pro Wrestling's corporate social responsibility. New Japan is, a new, is an industry leader both in Japan and worldwide. With that position comes a great responsibility. As a global society holds a magnifying glass up to us, it behooves New Japan to act to the highest possible ethical standards. We are currently living under a national state of emergency declared by the Japanese government and have been strongly advised to exercise the maximum of self-restraint when it comes to our activities and individuals and as a business. To hold even empty arena matches in those circumstances will reflect badly on ourselves and our industry. And we will not trade our reputation as a positive force for social good even in the wake of harsh economic realities. It is, the, it is the goodwill that we have fostered with our audience, our partners, and society that led to rent Wrestle Kingdom 14 this year becoming a tremendous success, allowing us to continue operating in the black. That goodwill must be protected at all costs. He also noted that New Japan, that 
that there are positives in New Japan Pro Wrestling's current break, including the fact that the wrestlers on the roster have been given a chance to heal and rest. He then broke down the steps of New Japan Pro Wrestling plans to take in order to start running some live events again. He says the following. As for the future, the first step for New Japan Pro Wrestling return to action will indeed be the empty arena matches with no fans in attendance. This step will be taken when and only when the state of emergency restrictions are lifted. The number of new virus infection declines and when matches can take place in a properly disinfected and safe setting. Once these conditions are met, matches will be held in Japan as well as in our Los Angeles dojo in the United States. The next step after that will be to begin welcoming fans to attend events. For this step to be taken, our wrestlers and staff will undergo rigorous health checks. In addition, fans will be subjected to thermographic temperature checks on upon entry. Masks will be compulsory and venues will be thoroughly disinfected and properly ventilated with the elimination of smoking areas, for example, spaces will be left, will be left between the seats to comply with social distancing. Although this means our, our venues will be will be half of their usual capacity at first. We'll be taking the absolute maximum of due care to ensure your health and safety. Safety. Look forward to welcoming you once again to our matches. So, folks, I mean, there there is pretty much, like I said, what's going on here with that, even as we speak. <clears throat> And hopefully, like I said, we'll get to see some more matches in New Japan here very, very soon. And I will also let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that we have been also discovering some matches on YouTube uh, concerning some of the some, some great Japanese wrestlers from, from back in the day. And I've, we've actually started posting two or three of those on our NJPWS uh, group on Facebook called NJPWS Forever Honorable. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash NJPW honorable nation if you want to check out of course some of those older matches jeremy thomas brought out this story here today as cm punk actually reviews the the new um, wwe ice cream bars which you know cm punk talk, has talked about of course those indeed let's go ahead and see what he says right here cm punk finally has finally has his wwe ice cream bars and gave a, a review on them on this week's wwe backstage of course, as, of course, in the video that's on this page, I'll probably will be playing that here in just a moment. Punk, who famously demanded the return of the confectionery during his 2011 storyline, which he was about to leave the company with the WWE title, tried out the new ice cream bars and shared his thoughts. Punk joked about the superstars on the front, saying there were only three, and he can't see one of them. Referring to John Cena, of course. He then tried the Becky Lynch bar, knowing that it was actually an ice cream sandwich and not a bar. And said that without the chocolate layer, <clears throat> it's a four out of ten, which could be an inside joke referring to Bret Hart's famous assessment of Triple H as a mediocre wrestler and his WrestleMania 29 match with Brock Lesnar being a four out of ten. Either way, the reviews seem to be meant more for humor, so you may not want to trust this, that dubious assessment. Of course, here's the video right here in which Punk also tries it with Pickle in honor of Lynch and her just announced pregnancy. <clears throat> And, of course, this video was posted today at 12.02 a.m. Um, from WV on Fox on their Twitter account saying, A request nine years in the making, at CM Punk finally got his at WV ice cream bars, hashtag WWE backstage. Let's play this video here while we have a few moments here, folks.
course, if we can play, if we can play the video there, I think we've got it up getting ready. Everything with my face on it. Number one thing being, I want you to bring back the WWE ice cream bars. All right, Punk, all these years later, now you have Good Humor's new WWE ice cream bars. Tell us about them. Are we well, there? Do you like them? I'm sure the check's in the mail. Uh, the ice cream bars are in the mail, so I have them. There's there's only three people on them, though. They're, one of them's blank, and I, I don't know. I can't see who's on it. Maybe it's like um, a mystery box. Yeah, uh, but in the spirit of uh, the man, Becky Lynch, I'm going to go ahead and bust out that one. Hell yeah. So you can see it. Or, the plastic doesn't taste what good kind at of all. Cookie, what kind of cookie we got there? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Leave the memories alone, right? This isn't the, the old school bar. This oh, is wow. more like an ice cream sandwich. And, you know, ice cream's ice cream, just like pizza's pizza. Um, so there, there she is, the man. Take a bite. We're running out of time. I know. Um, Drink it. It's an ice cream sandwich, but <laughs> it's not covered. It's not coated in chocolate. There's not a hard cookie. I'm going to give it a four. And wow. In honor of Becky Lynch, uh, I'm going to eat some pickles and ice cream. So there you have it right there, folks. Apparently he must have, like I said, it must not be a true assessment of it, but at least like I said, they did, WWE did bring back some sort of ice cream, of course, kind of uh, talking about the, uh, of course, they did do some ice cream bars years and years ago during the Hulk Hogan days, I think. But they, but uh, of course, they did say something about they were going to actually uh, bring back. Uh, they were going to bring back, of course. Uh, they were going to bring back these these uh, <laughs> so these bars. So. Anyway, the last story we have here, of course, uh, before we get to, of course, our history and our pop culture history and birthdays here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one more quick wrestling story I will bring you. Of course, this story has been kind of dominating the wrestling front here pretty much all, all day long. As uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story here today, as the WWE has vacated the Intercontinental title and a tournament will be held to determine a new champion. Let's go ahead. Let's let's go ahead and admit and talk about this story here. WWE has addressed the status of the Intercontinental Championship, vacating the title, and announced a tournament to determine a new champion. WWE announced on WWE backstage that Sami Zayn is not able to compete, and the title has been declared vacant as a result. A tournament will, to determine the new champion will begin, of course, uh, this coming Friday on SmackDown, though the bracket has yet to be revealed. Zane has reportedly chosen not to appear on WWE TV, something that everyone now has the option to do due to, of course, the pandemic. He last appeared on night one of WrestleMania 36, which saw him retain the title against Daniel Bryan. And, of course, that was posted on WWE on Fox's uh, Twitter account uh, at 11.48 p.m. last night. Um, let me go ahead and just, just a breaking news here. I'll just go and just pretty much reiterate here. At Sami Zayn is unable to compete and defend the Intercontinental title. Therefore, at WWE has declared the title vacant. A tournament has to crown a new champion will begin on Friday night SmackDown, of course, on Fox. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll find out, of course, who's going to be involved in this, of course, on Friday. Um, but again, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, Sami Zayn 
not able to defend the belt here, of course. Uh, not able to defend defend the defend the belt here, of course, because of his uh, his choosing not to, of course, compete because of the situation going on with the pandemic. So, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that, like I said, that we'll, we'll, on Friday we'll find out will be, of course, obviously. We know one thing is that there will be a new Intercontinental Champion, but the question is who's going to be involved in the process to crown a new Intercontinental Champion. We will find that out, of course, on Friday. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and switch gears here and go to, of course, some entertainment history and birthdays here for today, here May the 13th. On this date, and like I said, we're just going to, just like I said, just a, just a few little headlines here and there. On this date in 1959, Craft Music Hall with the late Milton Berle last airs on NBC. On this date in 1960, WOLE-TV Channel 12 in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico, I think, uh, um, uh, opens its doors. On this date in 1970, the Beatles movie Let It Be actually premieres. This date in 1982, Terry Lee Utley, who was 20 years old from Arkansas, was crowned the 31st Miss USA. In 1985, Laura Elena Martinez Herring, 21 uh, out of Texas was crowned the 34th Miss USA. 1993 CBS's soap opera Knots Landing, Knots Landing ends its 14-year run with three with the 334th show in the Netherlands and the U.S. On a date in 1995, Chelsea Smith, 21 of the, the of the United States, was crowned the 44th Miss Universe, uh, and and Shana Lee. Shana Lynn Mokler, 19 years old out of New York, replaces Chelsea Smith as the Miss as Miss USA. On this date in 2001, at the 47th annual British Academy Television Awards, the Ali G Show was, was awarded Best Comedy, and the show Clocking Off was voted Best Drama. On this day in 2004, the final episode of Frasier on NBC was was watched by 33 million people. Very impressive numbers. I, very, very. Of course, that was a spinoff, of course, of the of the of the um, of, of the show Cheers. Of course, you now Frazier was a recurring character on Cheers for so many years. And on this date last year in 2019, actress Felicity Huffman pleads guilty for her part in the in the United States college admissions scandal. Also, of course, I believe I think actress Lori Balfin was kind of involved in some of that there as well. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see here. Let, let us see, of course, some some birthdays here, of course, uh, for, for, for this day here on May the 13th. Let's see what we have here. Uh, this day in 1854, Louis H. Crispin, who was a Dutch actor and director who, who did Crates, Lost and Found, and Sylvia Salombra. Was born in Amsterdam, Netherlands. He sadly passed away in 1926. 1891, Fritz Rast of Beirut, Germany, who was an actor who, who acted in Diary of a Lost Girl. 1903, Paul Page, an American actor who, who acted in the movies Girl from Havana and Moth, was born in Birmingham, Alabama. Sadly, he passed away in 1974. 19, on 1911, Robert Middleton was born an American film and TV actor who, who, uh, Acted in the Barney Monroe's, was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. He passed away in 1977. On this day in 1912, Helen Craig, American actress who acted in the movie Snake Pit and They Live by Night, was born in San Antonio, Texas. She passed away in 1986. 
1922, B. Arthur, who was, a, who was of course, a, 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 a comedian, singer, and actress, who, of course, was, was well known on the TV shows Maud and the Golden Girls, was born in New York City. She sadly passed away in 2009. On this day in 1927, Herbert Ross, who was the director and choreographer, who was behind the movie Footloose. On this day in 1928, Edouard Molinaro, Mar- 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 who was a French film actor, director, and screenwriter who did uh, La Cage à Palais, was born in Bordeaux, France. He sadly passed away in 2013. 1936, Rafael Campos, who was born in Santiago, Dominican Republic, who was an actor who acted in the movie Tonka. On his day in 1937, Zara Lampert, who was an American actress, who acted in the movies, who acted on, in Doctor's Hospital and Girl with Something Extra, was born in New York. 1938, Buck Taylor, an actor who was acted in Munro's and also the show Gunsmoke, was born in Hollywood. 1939, Harvey Keitel, who was, of course, well-known actor for, well-known for being in the movies Taxi Driver, Pulp Fiction, and Reservoir Dogs. 1941, Santa Berger, who was an actress who acted in Cast a Giant Shadow, was born in Vienna, Austria. 1943, E. Babetz, who was an American artist and author who wrote Eve's Hollywood, Slow Days, and Fast Company, was born in Los Angeles. <clears throat> On this date in 1945, Sam Anderson, who was, who was, of course, an actor. 1946, Tim Pickett-Smith, who was an English actor who acted in Jewel in Crown and King Charles III, was born in rugby. He sadly passed away in 20, 2017. 1947, Edgar Bergson, who was a Dutch film editor. 1949, Franklin Ajay, who was an American comedian and actor who acted in the movie Car Wash, The Jazz Singer, and Bridesmaids, was born in Brooklyn. Uh, 1949, Zoe Wanamaker, an American actress who acted in Raggedy Ronnie, was born in New York City. 1950, John Jocko Marciano, who was a rock, who was a musician and actor who acted in the movies Taggart, Hot to Trot, and Rain Man. 1951, Selena Scott, who was a TV newscaster uh, from uh, West 57th. 1956, Richard Madley, who was a British TV presenter, journalist, and columnist, columnist and novelist, who wrote Richard and Judy and the Rice Up, was born in Romford, Essex, which is over there in England. 1957, Alan Ball, an American screenwriter, director, and producer. 1958, Frances Barber was born in Wolverhampton, England, who was an actress who acted in the uh, castaway. We don't know if it's the same one with Tom Hanks, but anything's possible. Uh, 1960, Richard M. Van, Van de, de, de Toom, also known as Dick Van de Toom, who, who was, of course, an actor who acted in Pastoral. 1962, Eduardo Palomo, who was a Mexican actor. Sadly, he passed away in 2003. 1962, Sean McDonough, who was an American sports newscaster. 1962, Paul McDermott, who was an Australian comedian. On this day in 1964, uh, Stephen Colbert was, as you know now, of course, who was on uh, the Colbert Report, also was on The Daily Show for a while, and now, of course, was born in Washington, D.C. He is now currently hosting took over, of course, the late show from after David Letterman retired in 2015. 1964, Tom Vareka, who was an actor. 1965, Hikari Ota, who was a Japanese comedian. 1965, Larry, Larry White, L-A-R-I, who was an American, who was a country music singer and actress. She won You Can Be a Star in 1988, was born in Dundon, Florida. 
Sadly, she passed away in 2018. 1974, Brian Garrity was an actor. 1977, Neil Hopkins was born on this date. He was also an actor. 1977, Samantha Morton, who was an actress from England. 1980, Wana Inui, who was a uh, Japanese graveyard idol and actress. Uh, <clears throat> 1981, Sunny Leone, who was a Canadian-born Indian-American model and actress, was born in Serena, Ontario. I don't know if this is the same one who might be a... I don't know if she was an X-rated actress or not. I'm not sure. I could be wrong about that. 1981, Jimmy Yang, who, who was a wrestler, who actually, I believe that was Jimmy Wang Yang, was also known as a Keo, of course, in WWE for a little while. 1981, Rebecca Lieberg, who was an actress from Sweden. 1984, Caitlin Murphy, Murphy who was an actress and model from Australia. On this day, 1986, Lena Dunham who was born in New York City. Of course, she was an actress, writer, and producer, of course, of Behind the Show Girls. In 1986, uh, Juliana Marino was born a German model. Playboy Playmate, April 2005, and Playmate of the Year 2006, was born in Nuremberg, Germany. On this day, in 1986, Robert Pattinson, of course, well-known <clears throat> as playing, of course, uh, Cedric Diggory in the Harry Potter movies. And, of course, Edward Cullen in the Twilight movies was born in London, England. He is also slated, of course, to be the next Batman, believe it or not. On this day, 1987, Hunter Parrish was an actor, was born. On ni- in 1993, Debbie Ryan, who was, in a, who was a, a, an actress, of course, who was in The Sweet Life on Deck, was born in Huntsville, Alabama. <sighs> and that's all the birthdays we got. And now, folks, let's see, of course, about any of the passings we had happened on this date here today uh, as we had do we do have of course not not a whole lot of uh, not a whole lot of folks who has who has passed on but we'll go and talk about what we had thought out there on this day 1961 Gary Cooper of course a two-time Academy Award winning actor who of course is well known for the movie High Noon and also among others I think he did the movie forget what it was called. I think he played uh, the late Lou Gehring, the baseball player, sadly passes away at 60 years old. Frank Jenks, 1962, Frank Jenks, who was an actor who acted in Colonel Flack, Zombies on Broadway, dies of cancer at 60 years old. 1967, Frank McGrath, who acted in The Reluctant Astronaut and Wagon Train, sadly dies from a heart attack at, at the age of 64. Uh, 1972, Dan Blocker, who, of course, is well-known for playing Tiny in the show Cimarron City, and Hoss, of course, well-known as Hoss on Bonanza, sadly dies of a pulmonary embolism at the age of 43. Today, in 1975, Bob Wills, of course, his real name, James Robert Wills, was an American who, of course, did the key. He was known as the king of Western swing and also did the steel guitar rag. Sadly dies from bronchial pneumonia at the age of 69. On his day in 1993, Joaquin Garcia Vargas, who did? Who was an? Um, who did? Who was a, a comedian and actor from Mexico? Who did Santa Sangre? Sadly, dies at the age of 71. On this day, in 1994, Ruth Gillette, who acted in the movie Wild Gold, sadly dies at the age of 88. On this day, in 1995, um, Robert Marley. I don't think it's the same Bob Marley, who was a Jamaican who was who played cricket, who was from Jamaica. He. Uh, was the WICBC president from 71 to 74, and a Jamaican captain in 1946, sadly dies at the age of 85. 
on the year on this date in the year 2000 paul paul bartell an actor who was sadly uh, was born in 1938 uh jason miller in 2001 who, who was an exorcist in light of duty light of day excuse me dies at the age of 62. on the 2000, 2002 ruth crack cracknell who was an actress from australia who acted in mother and son sadly dies at the age of 76. Uh, on this day, 2009, Frank, a letter, an American who, who was a character actor who acted as Mac in the shows About Time and as Tom on the show Nancy, or it might have been movies, I'm not sure, sadly dies of lung cancer at the age of 83. Margot Kidder, on this day in 2018, who was best and close, of course, was known as an Amityville horror, but of course was better known, of course, uh, when she starred opposite the late Christopher Reeve in the Superman movies as Lois Lane. Uh, sadly dies at the age of 69. On this date last year, ladies and gentlemen, we lost, of course, the incomparable Doris Day, who was a singer, animal welfare activist, and actress known as The Girl Next Door, who was in the movies like Pillow Talk and The Man Who Knew Too Much. She sadly died of pneumonia at the age of 97. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it right there with some of the folks that we've lost over the years, of course, here as well. And ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we did not get a chance to hear from the Iceman, Jared DiGeralmo, here today. Uh, but I'm sure he will be, of course, on, of course, a little bit later on for, of course, our next our next edition coming up in 30 minutes, of course, of WWS Wrestling Debate. I said coming up at 8 o'clock, 139-925-POUND. Of course, remember, they'll talk about, of course, uh, Raw, of course, what will have, possibly happen on SmackDown. We know one thing, obviously, will be, of course, determined to crown a new IC champion, but there are other stuff that might take place. Uh, they'll talk about AEW and NXT, I'm sure. They will also talk about um, what happened with Money in the Bank. Also, of course, uh, with the backlash and Double or Nothing pay-per-views coming up, they'll be doing some talking about those as well. Uh, but, of course, uh, JD will, I'm sure, will have, of course, several folks pop on. We don't know who will be on with him, but... There'll be, of course, some big talk, big time talking here, of course, on Wrestling Debate coming up in about 30 minutes. Of course, 139-925-pound. Be sure to join him for that. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, to, uh, come up a little bit later, 9 o'clock, I will be back on with WWS Revolution, 138-055-pound. Uh, we have still haven't been able to get the live video feed established yet on Facebook Live due to, of course, uh, an ongoing conflict with the operating system. So, therefore, ladies and gentlemen, until, like I said, brother knows, we're probably not going to have any live video feeds, and I apologize for that. Uh, but apparently, like I said, when Facebook up, uh, updated their live video uh, system and all, apparently, like I said, they didn't seem to uh, take into account that some folks may not be able to actually update their systems or put anything into effect. So, until we get something, of course, officially uh officially set up here unfortunately we're not going to be able to of course like i said do anything at all with uh the live video feeds on facebook so we're just simply just going to just just play the show all the way through without the without the live video feed and i will of course apologize because we know a lot of our a lot of course of the guys from john gross's sports and wrestling incorporated facebook page actually join us for that about every night and of course that's going that's really going to kind of put a hurting on that so we do apologize to John and his gentlemen for that. But, of course, like I said, when Facebook suddenly, just suddenly decides to switch up a lot of things on you, it's it's just not, it's just not, 
doesn't doesn't seem to really work out the way you want it to. But anyway, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we will still have we will of course still have a great show. Of course, we will talk about our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. We will also of course talk about, ladies and gentlemen, we will also of course talk about here. Um, um, uh, of course, uh, like I said, uh, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we will also talk about. Uh, the of course any updates on the results of, of AEW and NXT of course here tonight. Plus also of course some other wrestling stories of course making the rounds. We'll definitely of course bring you up to speed on a lot of that. And of course we hope to hear from a lot of our guys and gals of course involved in the radio network here tonight. I'm sure we'll be hearing from JD, from John, I'm sure from Mitt, from Ponzi like we did last night. Um, we may have some more folks we don't know yet, but like I said, anything is ever possible, of course, on Revolution. So be sure to check that out here, of course, 138055-pound tonight for, of course, our edition of WWS Revolution. Be sure, of course, to check that out, as always. <clears throat> also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of, speaking of Facebook, be sure to check out all of our pages, as we, of course, have multiple things posted on all of our groups about talking about everything from wrestling's, from, of course, wrestling videos on, in our video vault. The classic game show moments on the game show alley. Also, on Entertainment Cavalcade, we got episodes of different shows, different moments from the show Happy Days, uh, uh, and other just fun stuff just to look at and watch. Location of animation, we've got like a bunch of, of course, older cartoons and older cartoon moments you can check out. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Bob and Tom Laugh Factory. Be sure to check out, listen to a lot of stuff there from the Bob and, from the Bob and Tom show. You'll definitely love hearing a lot of the funny stuff there. Uh, let me see the motor motor week retro review of course cars of the past be sure to check out all the videos we've gotten that we, we that we that we've got up with that we've got there uh let me see what else here we've got of course our tribute groups to whose line is it anyway as well as of course the late johnny carson and also the late don rickles uh check all those check those pages out there as well um so much more we got on, we so much more we got on tap there so check out, of course, everything that we've got listed here in the, as we, of course, like I said, to keep you, of course, like I said, uh, entertained as best we possibly can, of course, to, of course, get your mind off of this, this, this pandemic that seems to want to try to take over everything that we do here and all that. And by, of course, doing all of this, ladies and gentlemen, we're simply, of course, letting you know that we're not going to let that happen. So there, so there you have it. So ladies and gentlemen, be sure to listen in. And of course, we have several links here to several of our show pages on TalkShoe. You know, um, if you want to check out some of our episode, past episodes of shows, including uh, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, and Outside the Rubs, we're trying to get links for some of the other shows. So that way you'll be able to check, listen to a lot of our other stuff as well. So definitely check all that we've got going on here in WWS. We do have quite a bit of stuff here, indeed, to, of course, take care of it. So... <clears throat> Episode 203 of Outside the Ropes is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and forever will remain your pop culture connection. I will be back, like we said, coming up at 9 o'clock here with, of course, WWS Revolution. Be sure to listen in on that, 138055-pound. <coughs> also, of course, tonight on Revolution, I will I will mention after, of course, we do get our AEW and NXT results out of the way. We will, of course, give, of course, the Iceman and the King Club Smith Battalion the opportunity, of course, to take the floor and talk about, of course, the latest edition of the Dark Side of the Ring. 
I'm sure I'm sure there, there's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of course talk about that. Um, but uh, um, but uh, we are but we're but we of course like I said um, we of course will um, like it like I said can't wait to hear about all this because uh, dark side of the ring has also become another interesting topic here in the radio network and we'll definitely get some talk about that coming up here of course a little bit uh, <clears throat> coming up here on Revolution a little bit later on. Since 2015, ladies and gentlemen, your source for everything in the world of pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WWS Radio Network. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close you out with our opening theme of the night, which was the song that was used for WrestleMania 36. Um, <clears throat> of course, I uh, this song was really was was actually kind of appealing here. Um, not really crazy on a lot of the new stuff, but this one kind of appealed to me. And this song was, this is, of course, a song called Blinding Lights by, of course, the, 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 the uh, known by the artist known as The Weeknd. So take care and God bless, folks. We'll talk at you on Wrestling Debate coming up here in about 30 minutes. And also Revolution coming up at 9 o'clock. This is the WWS Radio Network. Karen, God bless, folks. We'll talk at you later on Wrestling Debate and Revolution. This is the WWS Radio Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.